Hi, welcome to my first episode of the Art for a Change podcast. I'm your host, Deb Putnoy, artist, educator, and activist who believes art has the power to change your brain, change your community, change your connection to the world you live in. Each week, I will share with you different ways art, creativity, and drawing can change your life. Today, I want to jump into my favorite subject, drawing, and rediscovering your drawing mind. Yes, you have one, a drawing mind. You may have lost it, or maybe you haven't looked for it in a long, long time. But it's there, your ability to make a mark on paper. Your love of following a line around a page for no reason at all. And your fascination in seeing what happens when you try to capture something in a visual form. We all have a drawing mind. For some of you, you haven't done any drawing since you were in kindergarten, but I want to be the first one to tell you today, um, if you haven't heard it, that you have a part of yourself that you haven't activated in a long time, and I want to help you rediscover a little bit of that drawing mind today. Um, So before I start into our first exercise of drawing, which is something I want to do over the course of this podcast while you're listening is to give you some background and then also give you some exercises that you can do, simple exercises to activate and challenge your brain through drawing. For some of you, this call to drawing is like waking up after a long sleep and coming home to finding something that was lost long ago, to picking up a pencil that you left lying on a table in your first grade classroom. For others, drawing has never been a comfortable process. You might wonder, why even bother? Drawing is for the artist or for someone else. You might say, why would I ever need drawing in my life? You may on some level be intrigued or curious, but you are also dubious about the prospect of engaging your drawing mind. It would be a real stretch to get a pencil in your hand. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really, really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I I love using Anchor because it is so easy to use. I just pull out my phone record my ideas, and share it with the world. It really couldn't get easier than that. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's again, anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast.
Drawing is a practice that can be used for a variety of reasons. Many people think of drawing as being the purview of the artist. Many people believe that only artists draw, therefore I can't draw. Many people divorce themselves in the process of drawing because they believe that drawing is too hard, that it's beyond their capabilities, or that they don't have the talent. They have a very limited notion of what a good drawing is and should be. But drawing is more than just an expressive tool for the artist. People in a wide range of professions draw for many reasons every day, not just artists. If we think about drawing as an act that is useful beyond the studio walls, then we can see the potential the practice has for you once you rediscover your drawing mind. Drawing is a practice. For a long time, I read books about yoga. I perused the photos and read about each pose and the benefits of regular practice. It was not until I got onto the, to the floor in a Iyengar yoga class and bent my body in new and even simple ways that I began to understand what people said about the power of yoga. I had to live the experience, practice regularly, feel uncomfortable, and then sense the calm, the opening, and the connection. I didn't want to be a yogi, but I can see that through regular practice, I am different, more open, and more aware. I feel the same way when I draw regularly as an artist. In order for you to discover your drawing mind, you need to need to do the activities that I'm sharing with you, not just listen about them. So if you can grab right now any scrap of paper that you have, it can be the back of an envelope, um, you can go in your recycle bin, grab some paper that you, you know, threw away, but anything that you have that you can draw on, you can have a sketchbook. I love sketchbooks, but you don't need a sketchbook to do the exercises that I'm going to share with you in this podcast. But I would love you to grab a pencil, piece of paper, and I'm going to share with you right now my rules for drawing, and then we're going to jump into a really simple exercise to get you started to reconnect with your own drawing mind. So I have a set of eight rules. They're called Deb's Rules of Drawing. And um, I want to go through them with you because it really sets the mindset of what I really believe in my drawing lab of how I teach and how I help people rediscover their drawing mind. So my first rule is that you can't say you can't draw. The reason I started dealing with teaching, not even dealing, but the reason I started drawing with people and teaching drawing and developing this approach was because so many people would say to me, I can't even draw. I can't draw a straight line. People are so terrified about drawing that I felt that it was my duty as an artist, as an educator, to really share what I knew about drawing and the creative practice. So the first thing I say to everyone is just don't say you can't do it because we all have the capacity. When we are little, like three and four, we all use drawing as a way to kind of connect with the world. We scribbled. We went through this whole kind of series of mark making that we all do. Wherever we live in the world, we go through kind of a a progression, a developmental progression of drawing. So I want you to just think about not saying that you can't do it, but that you all, we all have this ability to make a mark on the paper. So try not to say you can't say you can't draw. The second rule is to trust yourself, to believe in you, to trust your own line. This is true for drawing and for everything else you embark in in your life. Um, Inside you, there's a part of you that knows what to do. And you have to learn to trust that knowledge, find your own visual voice, trust the way that you make marks or lines on the page, trust your innate 
jarring mind. We all have a jarring mind. Some of us might be more in touch with it than others, but we all have it. So just trust yourself. The third rule is that there's no right or wrong way to draw. If we all drew, if I took you all out into the woods and we all drew one tree, there's not one right way to draw a tree or a face or a hand. If you go into the museum and you look at all the different ways that artists have drawn faces or figures or um, the landscape, there's no one right way to do that, that we all have our own approach in our own special way. So there's no wrong way to make a drawing. We all draw differently, and that is something to celebrate. If a 100 people drew a tree, all the drawings would look completely dif different, and that is the power of drawing. We have our own visions and our ways of expressing that vision. There's no right way to explore the world around you visually. We all do that in our own different ways. Our my fourth rule is to follow through and try. So on this drawing adventure, um, we're going to do over the in, in the podcast, and we're going to try a little bit today. I want you to just give it a try, to, to follow through and try. So the fourth rule is to follow through and try. And I want you to just like, if I say to close your eyes and draw, just try it. See what happens. You, you can do it alone. You don't, um, you don't have to worry about anyone judging you. Just, just give it a try and follow through on, on, on this adventure. Um, the fifth rule is there are no mistakes and no erasers. So what I would ask right now is that if you have a pencil, if you're using a pencil with an eraser, either cut the eraser off, ignore your eraser. We're not going to worry about our mistakes. We're going to think about our mistakes as being kind of a path to a new discovery. So instead of saying, oh my God, I made a mistake. It's not right. Rip up your paper, erase it. I spend so much time with like kids, like they do more racing than drawing. So I want you to think about um, that you're making new discoveries when you feel like you're making a mistake. There's so many scientists and artists that have used their mistakes as cutting edge discoveries. So if you think of Jackson Pollock or, you know, scientists that have like made a mistake in the lab and then those become the, um, the medicines that we use today. So I want you to kind of have that open kind of embrace of your mistakes. The sixth rule is don't be critical. So, um, this used to be don't make fun of your own work or someone else's work. It could, it could be either rule. I kind of shortened it to don't be critical. Um, if you're doing this with a group of people, I ask that people not make fun of other people's work or don't be critical of other people's work. But I think the biggest thing is not to be critical of your own work and to make fun of yourself. So it takes courage to draw and put your ideas on paper. Be respectful of other people's process and work and respect your own work too. It's so easy to be self-critical and make fun of your own drawing, but let the judgment go and see that this is a drawing adventure. It's a process of discovery and unfolding. The seventh rule is take risks and experiment. So drawing is a process. I want you to think that you're in a drawing lab, that we're experimenting and discovering new ways of um, exploring our drawing mind, and, that, and to think of it as an unfolding with each new mark on the page. Like, an art, art, like a scientist, an artist has to take risks, follow unusual leads, and experiment with new materials and just to see what happens, hold your pencil in a new way, use a material that you don't often use, crumple your paper and then draw on it. Don't be scared to see where your line and process will lead. And then my eighth rule, which is the most important rule, is just to have fun. So as we go through um, this next exercise, I just want you to 
have some fun. Just think about yourself as like opening up your eyes to what your drawing mind can do and not to make fun of yourself. So um, I want you to grab a piece of paper and we're just right now going to explore our marks. And I'm going to call out a bunch of, um, I think it's about 10 or 12 different prompts. Uh, that's 12 prompts. And I want you to draw each prompt on your page. Um, and a prompt is like a different kind of mark. And then we're going to talk about it after you draw these prompts. And you can always come back to this. If you need to get paper, you can turn me off and then come back. But the first prompt that I want you to do, the first thing I want you to do is to just draw a fast line on the page. And if you're doing this with a group, um, you know, you can have, everyone can sit kind of around a table or, or in a classroom, but everyone should draw a fast line. The second thing I want you to do is to draw a bumpy line. Just draw a bumpy line on the page. Don't think too much about it. Just let yourself draw a bumpy line on the page. Now I want you to draw a line that is all broken up into pieces. A line that is broken into pieces. There's no wrong way to do this. Whatever comes to your mind, it can be in any way. If you have different material, you can switch up your material. You can use a gel pen, a Sharpie, a pencil, any materials that you have. But I want you to draw a line that is broken into pieces. And remember, all of these are on the same page. The next thing I want you to do is to draw a dark, jagged line. A dark, jagged line. Think about how you can do that. Draw a dark, jagged line. The next thing I want you to do is to draw some dancing dots. Different dots. Big dots. Little dots. Dark dots. Light dots. Just a bunch of dots all over your page. The next thing I want you to do is to hold your pencil on the very top and to draw feathery marks. Just let your, your wrist go loose and just let it kind of um, move back and forth, like move your wrist back and forth and let the pencil just make feathery marks on the page. And then what I want you to do is after you do it with your dominant hand, I want you to do it with your non-dominant hand as well. So draw feathery, feathery marks with both your left and your right hand. The next thing I want you to do is to close your eyes and draw large looping lines. So close your eyes and just let your, your hand make large looping lines looping around on the page. Large looping lines. The next thing I want you to do is to use the edge of your pencil and make short dashes, short dash marks using the edge of your pencil. So you can do a whole series of little edge, little slash marks using the edge of your pencil, like little dashes. The next thing I want you to do is to put your pencil in your opposite hand and take your pencil for a walk all around your page. So think of your pencil or your tool as just taking a walk around your page using your opposite hand. And the final thing I want you to do 
is to put a tool in each one of your hands. So you can have a pencil and a pen or a marker and a pencil, whatever you have. And I want you to draw lines that cross each other using both hands at the same time, both drawing, both hands drawing at the same time. Okay, you can put your tools down. If you're doing this in a group, you can look at each other's drawing. And I'm just going to end this um, podcast talking about why I always start with making marks on the page and making prompts. So if, you'll, if you're doing this with a group, you'll notice that everyone's drawings are completely different. That even though we heard exactly the same thing, like draw a bumpy line or draw a broken line, that our, our lines are completely different. And even if I wanted to draw mine exactly like yours, I couldn't draw it the same way. That we all have our own drawing visual voice. So I want you to understand that our marks are like our our voice on the page and that the marks themselves, like when we're writing a story in English or in any language, we have our words that make up the story and then we can tell, we can write a journalistic piece, we can write a story, we can write a memoir, we can use our words to tell a story. When we're artists or when we're drawing, we have our marks. Our marks are like the pieces of our language and the way you put those marks together create drawings, whether you're drawing a map or a like a what, drawing a, a picture of a tree or a face or you're drawing your coach and you're drawing like how you want the play to be, you know, unfold on the field. Your marks are your piece, your lang- the what makes up a lang- your language. So I want you to get comfortable exploring your marks. And you, over the course of this week, I want you to play with drawing lots of different um, jagged lines and bumpy lines and dots on a page. Fill up pages and pages of just marks, how you make a mark. Use your opposite hand. Use both hands at the same time. Just experiment and see what happens. Your marks are uniquely your own, and it's your your drawing mind speaking on the page. And I am hoping that in this podcast, I can give you the confidence to um, explore your drawing mind, use art as a mechanism for change in your life, whether you're drawing, whether you're looking at art, I want you to kind of connect with your own artistic and creative abilities so that you can connect with yourself and the world in a deeper way. Thank you. This is Deb Putnoy from Art for a Change podcast, and I will see you next week. If you're interested in learning more about my philosophy about drawing and art, check out my interactive sketchbook called The Drawing Mind. You can buy it through Shambhala or on Amazon.com. Thank you.